0: Hi, you're listening to The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deibes. Fair warning, this podcast may contain adult content. It may not. I don't know. I never really have a plan. So let's listen on and find out. Hello. And welcome to episode 60 of The Comedian's Tea Party. Very excited to reach number 60. Not a big number. It's just a nice number. I don't know. It's got zero in it. It Feels good. This episode of... (laughs) It's weird. I don't know what happened there. This episode, I have got the wonderful Greg Winfield, who I met him in Bristol. I was going to do a gig. Basically, I did a, a tour show in Bristol of oh, oh, Best Thing Ever. Tour on sale now. Tickets still available for every show. But I did that show in Bristol. We talk about it during the, during the podcast itself, but I did the show during Bristol. It went very well. I had a lot of fun. And then did a charity show for a, a vision-based charity, which I'm sure, as you all know, very close to my heart. The following night, and then the night after that, before heading off to Leicester, I did Greg's club night and had a lot of fun. It was a really, really enjoyable show. Great to see Greg work. It's very fun. It's really good. And this is a really fun episode as well. So wonderful. Just a, a a wonderful time for us all. Now I know every time I do another episode, I keep saying, "Hey, sorry, I've been gone for a bit, but I'm coming back." I'm coming back. I'm. This is properly, like I'm properly doing it this time. Uh, I've got loads of records sorted out and, you know, this it's, it's going to be happening. I'm, I'm finding time. We're getting there. I'm sorted, sorting myself out. So it's it's happening. Thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for coming back to listen regularly. And whilst I've not been there, people have still been downloading the podcast and that's wonderful. So thank you so much to everyone that's listening. We... Talk about loads in this. It's uh, I say loads, not really. Just some real sort of core subjects. It's only a short one, I should say, as well, because uh, we were on a time limit because the gig was going to start. So uh, that's fair enough. But it's just yeah, it's just such a really funny, silly chat. Uh, we talk about zombies, uh, preppers, and his penchant for such uh, a lifestyle. Talk about motorbikes. I'm still intrigued by a dangerous his shipmate who i he didn't tell me more about him so i'm going to have to get in contact to find out cuz i uh, i've got no idea you'll hear about him later on it's really funny and uh, to this day i still don't know what kind of officer he was I'm, not, I'm still not sure what that means particularly he's some kind of officer i don't know if, i don't know if it's a legal thing or what i'm not sure anyway it's a very fun chat uh, tickets for my show best thing ever are still there on sale, so uh, I've got Manchester coming up this week, and then Edinburgh the night after, so if you're around, come on down, so Manchester Gulliver's, so nice small venue, and then Banshee Labyrinth, which is one of my favourite venues during the Fringe, Uh, and I'm doing it on my tour, so that's lovely, I'm very excited. More shows to come, including London, Southend, Norwich, Cambridge, Falmouth. And more. Check out sideaves.com forward slash tool for tickets. Enjoy the show. I'll see you at the end. I don't know, is that loud enough? It's probably it's probably gonna be fine. I would imagine so. I yeah. think I think I had the headphone on quietly when I was listening before. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh worst case scenario, this is unlistenable and we've just had a nice chat. I'll take it. Which take is it. well, It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Far from a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> I, I can't remember what I told you about the podcast and what this uh fuck, all. Yeah, fuck uh, all yeah as including whether or not i'm allowed to say fuck sorry no <laughs> to, no 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 it's uh no you can you can get fucked but no uh no yeah no you say say whatever you want if there's uh too many profanities uh i like to make a game of bleeping them all oh uh, and then oh, someone yeah. will get in touch and say uh you missed some. fair but uh yeah but, so it's it, 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 it happens rarely i think it's, I've, I've done it like twice but yeah yeah I've not recorded one of these in a little while. Certainly not in person either. So this is uh, a bit of a treat for us all. Oh, nice. Uh, This is basically... So it's called The Comedian's Tea Party. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, it's just a nice chat over a cup of tea. And what I've done is left all of my tea in, uh, in Essex. So... We don't have tea, so I've got a water and you've got, what is that, Diet Coke? I've got Diet Coke, yeah. Diet Coke, wonderful. We're doing well. Yeah, so, you know, we're we're, we're still hydrated and that's the main thing. That's the aim of the podcast. Mm. Fair enough. Absolutely. Yeah, that is crucially, that's what this podcast is about, is just uh, making sure that everyone is is quite well hydrated. Yeah, self-care, essentially. Absolutely, Yeah. Yeah. But you know, bad for your mental health, but good for your physical health. That's what this is here oh, for. I'll take it. Yeah, uh, cool. Uh, how, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. So, how are you doing? Bless you. We've literally just met, haven't we? We um, have indeed. Um, yeah. we we're just about to do a gig together. Which this is, is quite, quite an exciting. intense way of meeting someone for the first time. Yes. <laughs> hey, let's sit down and have like a one-to-one conversation. With no breaks, yeah. for uh, for what is now going to be forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's my one concern is that these podcasts normally run an hour, and ours is going to run short. And I, when, whenever I see a series of podcasts and I see a short one, I assume it's because the guest was terrible. Yeah, something's <laughs> gone wrong. Yeah. so let's well let's call it early doors. Like this is yeah. short for for a reason because we're because we're about to do a gig. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I've had some that have run short before Mm. and that is because the guest has turned up and gone, "Uh, I've got to be out in 20 minutes and I'm like, "Uh, right, why are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so it's just, it's nice to have the sort of the, the knowledge in advance that we're recording for 45 minutes. So well, yeah, wonderful. Uh, it's, uh, uh, and I think what's best is that you can get the most out of the conversation by talking about the fact that we've only got 45 minutes. I think for, so. <laughs> I think we could r- we rinse it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we can really uh, drag this out. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really have any sort of uh, subjects to talk about in this, uh, unless someone's done some interesting things on TV. Uh, it's gonna you... be a long 45 minutes mate yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, no no i well i've i've got a couple of jokes on telly um but the, the, other comedians red you, you've so. got two jokes that you tell about the telly oh no no they they before mock the week got uh, cancelled in the original meaning of the sense um just for being for low viewership i imagine <laughs> I managed to sneak a couple jokes on there that I'd written for other comedians. Wonderful! Yeah, you, that's can, can you reveal who, or would that be? Uh... I feel bad because whenever they read them, they did it with shame in their eyes. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't know if there's some sort of uh, pact of secrecy around it as well. I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but yeah, they've all got writers, and some of them are as lowly as I. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, there was. Um, Glenn Moore read one out once. Oh wonderful. Um yeah. That, Big that, fan that of Glenn Moore. He's yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 Um and yeah, we well, got he's he's got a fantastic taste in comedy. That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, he did he did genuinely look ashamed of the, <laughs> when he was reading out something about having a wee on a space station or something awful. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. So that's that's it that's my entirety of TV credits well, right there. Well, I mean it's better than mine. So I've had stuff on the radio. And uh, and that's that's where that ends. But nice, yeah. You know, hey, uh, money's money. It's not all about that these days, is it? So it's all about podcasts these it's days. All it's all about YouTube and podcasts and, podcasts yeah, and uh, crowd work clips and Instagram. I'm, yes, please. I'm bringing this back uh, with the hopes, uh, you know, maybe it'll help promote the tour that's already started. Um, your tour? Maybe it won't. Yeah. What an excellent idea. Yeah. When is your tour? Well, well, it started. It's it was in here on Monday. Yes, it was. That was the first date. Yeah. <laughs> was it good it, yeah it was good thank yeah, you right. yeah yeah it's lovely it was uh it was like it, it, i was the oldest person in the room uh, by six years uh ah. yeah and i'm like i'm not that old i'm 38 yeah but yeah there was someone that's 32 her partner was 30 and then uh i think he was probably the, the like the next oldest person what was mid-20s wow yeah and everyone else was below so i got like, I I don't do sort of dated references to my knowledge, but it turns out I, I do. <laughs> well, you've got a very lucrative fan base. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe, maybe conventional television is is the direction to go in for you. Because, was it? Uh, kids uh, aren't watching TV, though. Uh, no, I suppose not. Uh, it's very old thinking, isn't it? Yeah. Also, I just realised that I've called people in their 20s kids. Yes. That <laughs> <is>, uh, really <laughs> defines how old I am. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They were No, they were lovely. They were, they were very fun. And uh, uh, the problem is, the, the more I was talking about feeling old and making references that were old, the, the older my references got that weren't even like they're not even part of my material. But I was, I started because I talk about audio books. And the, uh, at one point, I started calling them books on tape. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. 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 Yeah. The idea of a cassette in any format is probably alien to many. Yeah. I've noticed I don't have a bit about it. Yeah. Um, but whenever nine eleven comes up, and it comes up every now and then, sure, uh, it is. A, I, I genuinely think there are people that do not know really what you're talking about when really? you talking about nine eleven because it's two thousand and one, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you can easily be at a comedy gig pissed having no lived experience of nine eleven, yeah, um, yeah. It Rather well, I mean, goes over their heads. Uh, I suppose in that respect, which, uh, uh, I mean, for the you know, whilst yeah. we're on uh, potentially controversial subjects, I suppose. Uh, so Princess Diana is quite a dated reference now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is insane, indeed. Yeah, so was, she's like three dead monarchs ago now. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, I don't know when this comes out, <laughs> two or three. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, you know. Well, um, yeah. We'll see. Get obviously get well soon. Yeah. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, Are you big big royalist. Um, you know what? You can say no. I, as in all things. Uh, have no fixed opinion on it it depends what they're up to at the time I treat sure. all of the royals individually uh, most of them have made a case for me to dislike them, mm-hmm. uh, some of them not so much uh, but yeah it's not their fault a lot of so, it we've you know, got we've got uh, dislike and we've got indifference yeah 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 I uh, oscillate any positive feelings towards I think Prince Harry's got a hard uh, got, got a hard rap yeah. I know that's very unpopular um, and I, I I unpack that in a five minute bit. Um, that, that alienates many, um, but yeah, <laughs> that's no, a dream, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought he was a good lad, Prince Harry, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for a prince, you know what I mean, sure, it sounds it, even saying things like prince sounds, uh, yeah, he's hard done by in his mansion rings in, in LA. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, I, I don't, I mean, he's made some interesting decisions recently, sure, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. And uh, but yeah, like so bro- broadly I, uh, no, indifference would we say? I would say I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would say there's. I I do I I don't know why, but I I do buy into the the mild romanticism of having a head of state that's removed from politics. I kind of do like you? that. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um I don't really know why, because <laughs> what are they going to do nothing. That's that's why I like it. I like a, a nice. Constitutional monarchy that shuts the f- hell up and wears a nice hat. Um, so, so yeah, big fan of Elizabeth II. Yeah, I thought yeah, I thought she did a, ster- a sterling job, sterling job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, she, if anyone would just you know coldly pull the head off a pheasant to put it out of its misery, you know, yeah. what I mean, I've I've got a begrudging respect for that. My nan yeah. did that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She was a tiny little woman from uh, from Dorset and my like they had chickens at the end of their garden and one of them was like my dad's pet he'd named it and everything and uh one day my dad went down there and he's like oh, i can't find the chicken and uh, and uh, they were eating chicken for dinner and she's she like oh, oh yeah i've just uh, i've killed it so over there <laughs> uh, yes yeah i mean that kind of thing uh, I th- i think that's going to make a big comeback soon that kind of um homestead lifestyle survivalism sure yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I think we're inevitably heading towards the need to kill and eat our own food more often it's pretty that's big half a joke in america already cause have you seen there's a tv show uh I can't remember what it's called. It's Doomsday blo- Preppers. Yeah, Doomsday Preppers. Have you seen it? <laughs> oh yeah, it? I've seen it. It's mate. so I live good. The life. <laughs> and they start rating, but like there was that there was a, one episode. Ex, but my, my 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 ex and I we like watched it all through lockdown, and uh, and there was one of them and we, i just felt so bad for the kids because the dad was like and here's how you kill a deer now you need to kill this deer and the kids were like i don't want to kill that deer and he was like well you need to kill the deer because of uh, doomsday when that's coming and they're like no and you could just you could see in their eyes that yeah. that was scarring them yeah with every single syllable that came out of that man's mouth that's the eternal balance of the prepper and I have to be honest, I I've I leaned heavily towards um, the the prepper lifestyle in some aspects, um, which is embarrassing to admit, and I will clarify. But I think the balance is always how mental do you become while society still exists um, versus how genuinely ready for an apocalypse do you want to be. So, like, I'll be like, for example, uh, day three of lockdown, one COVID, pressure's high. You know what I mean? Sure. The prepper mindset is very much rewarded by this situation. Uh, I'm out. I'm walking my dog at 2 a.m. doing my one hour of allowed exercise. And I see a uh, in the middle of central Bristol, I see a deer walking towards me down the road in the middle of a city. And that was three days into a lockdown. I thought nature has taken over. That's kind of beautiful. Um, and then I thought I'm going to buy a crossbow so I can kill that deer if I need to. Uh, and now I own two crossbows. So... Do you really? <laughs> well, you've got to have two, sorry, si, because <laughs> what if sure, one crossbow breaks? Of course. It's the prepper's mantra. Two is one and one is none, si. Uh You've got to be careful on YouTube. It'll turn your <laughs> mental. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Yes. There's no. a real hole to go down there, isn't it? Yes. I've given one of the crossbows to, to my girlfriend now. We have one each. So. Okay. Well, just in case. Seems fair. One of you. Just in case the apocalypse turns out to be a zombie apocalypse and precisely one of you needs to do the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other one's already holding the crossbow. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've already said, um yeah, I'll, um, I'll shoot her and then myself if it comes to it. So. With a crossbow? Yeah. Yeah yeah it's it tricky it's, it's, yeah it's, well it's that or the air rifle and, and i think both of them are going to oh you'd require have to take several shots yeah yeah the crossbow is way scarier than the air rifle yeah i don't know uh, yeah uh, it's, it's, it's much more capable terrifying. of killing someone it is it is Sigh. yeah in the end <laughs> yeah no good lord um yeah people can choose to believe as much as that as they want <laughs> but yeah how prepared are you for the apocalypse si? uh i've got a motorbike Nice. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that just puts me in sort of reasonably good stead. I've got that. Here's the thing. So uh, when I I used to work in Screwfix in mm. Southend and uh, while I was there, like shifts were long. And uh, we just like, I, I basically I made a game of coming up with hypothetical questions to ask my colleagues during sort of the longer evening shifts. One of which was, what's your zombie apocalypse plan? Uh, and then there'd be caveats like, what would be your uh, weapon? You can choose one long range, one short range. And like, if you're choosing, uh, if you're choosing a gun, um, then obviously you've got to think about uh, sort of bullets. And like, you can have a, an allotment per month, and you will be able to get another allotment the next month. But you've really got to think about. So like, if it's something like uh, uh, um, like a bazooka, yes, maybe you'd get one yeah, a yeah. month yeah it seems to maybe two yeah you can't just have all of them like you can't just have like you don't get infinite ammo you know yeah so yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got you've got to think about it so it's it's uh it's relevant to uh the, the sort of the nature of the weapon mm. the dead deadliness of the weapon yeah yeah, yeah. is um yeah. yeah what would your i would say uh if i mean I'm, I'm presuming that my apocalypse takes place in sort of the southwest of england Sure. Um, I would say, uh, I, to be honest, a nice two rifle would probably see you through. Very low calibre. I imagine you get a lot of ammunition. Yeah. And there's no real game in the UK you can take with a two I've answered this far too genuinely, I've noticed. No, <laughs> not at all. But yeah, most most things you could take with a two. Uh, like, a proper two I'm not talking about a 2.2 And rifle. now, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if I'm going to be speaking for some of my listeners when I say this. I don't know what a two rifle is. I apologise. Uh, it's a .22 calibre. Um, yeah. Uh, which is a very small round uh-huh. Um, you get different different types like two two long rifle is what, probably what you would want in this situation, <laughs> um, but it's like it's less powerful than say a nine millimeter, which yeah. would be a, a, an average handgun round that say an American policeman might have, um, or some of them might have. 40. This could go on for a while this side, um, but yeah, there's that that if if that's what you're after, I would say that that would be reasonable. But then you are thinking. Hold on a minute. What am I really doing here? Am I just using this to hunt, or what? Or, or am I using it to protect myself from yeah. the hordes of people who will um, who will want the things that I can now accrue with my present day mental illness and future uh, success? <laughs> but yeah, uh, in which case you're probably going to want something a little heftier. Um, so yeah. I don't know. An AK-47 may do you well. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a seven, seven a 7.62 if you're after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, because, uh, I mean, famously, they're, they're very robust. They don't have that many moving parts. And uh, 30 rounds to a clip, a couple of clips. Yeah. You know, and you can take anything with an AK-47. Yeah. Or, crucially, sigh any one. <laughs> uh, but comedy is also fun. Uh, um, sure, <laughs> Unfortunately, you're going to be in prison after this, so you won't get to do comedy anymore. It does seem like a problem, doesn't it? Uh, Saying all this stuff. I am mostly Uh, joking. Although what I'm also concerned about is uh, if I do release this, that you will find me. Oh, yeah. No, don't worry. I'm... um... (laughs) Yeah, I'm I, I'm a bug in rather than a bug out guy, and uh, all your survivalist listeners will, will know what that means. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going out and about in the apocalypse. I'm staying home. Oh, well, you know? uh, there's the thing is. Um, so you'd be you'd be staying home. That'd be your location, would it? Yeah, like, I've well, I do, not do to, to be rude, plan? so I'm not going to give up too much information because of OPSEC uh, operational security uh, <laughs> <so, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a rookie error uh, you know and with, with it, I, I imagine this has a very broad and diverse listenership so I, I wouldn't want to risk it but sure. yeah I think I would have to probably go and to some extent make an attempt to rescue my parents um, who yeah. are wonderful people and in almost every capacity far more capable than I except for living through the apocalypse I think that one I've got them on um, so, I'd somehow have to get back to uh, Devon, which is a pretty sweet place to have an apocalypse, I imagine. You yeah, know what I mean? North Devon. Yeah. <laughs> like we've, yeah, Lovely. So, we'll see. But yeah, um, which is where the motorbike comes in handy. Because obviously, there'll be a lot of, of traffic jams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you ride, by the way? I'm intrigued. Uh, I've got a Ducati Monster. Jesus Wept. Very nice. Yeah. The uh, 800, 1200, what was that? Um, so 821. Oh, very nice. Yes, I was going to get one today. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I have a fireblade myself, an old 07 oh. fireblade uh, Which, what size? 1000 well, oh five yeah, ladies, yeah, yeah of it's course. the 07 one I don't know, know oh, yeah. why I asked They so I only made it in 1000 well yeah some, some of the old ones are like 959s nine, or whatever aren't they uh, it's yeah, a thousand, yeah. do it. It, it does the job yeah. it's, it's good fun but yes I think I often think that's a great apocalypse option yeah. but also terrifying because the last thing you want in an apocalypse is to fall off a motor, you know what I mean Ugh. yeah but you know uh, my, my jacket's pretty good and I've got an expensive crash helmet so nice you know, this is optimism versus my so. relentless pessimism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My world, entire world's going to end. And even in the end of the world, you're like, oh, I'll probably be fine if I have a motorcycle crash. I reckon <laughs> I'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've I've had this, a few. Like, you just yeah. Get up, don't you? you do. Yeah. I, yes, I've had two. And one, one on the road, one on track. And the one on the road was way worse. Yeah. Even though the one on the track was like 45 miles an hour faster. Yeah. You just slide, don't you? Which is actually quite but, fun. Yeah, you just slide into mm-hmm. the into the grass or the gravel yeah yeah there's no uh, what do they call it street furniture yeah uh, on the Isle of Man ugh yeah yeah you won't catch me doing that no mm. seems terrifying I mean I'd do it but slowly uh, yeah that's true yeah. yeah I'd just obey the road laws and yeah. do it that way <laughs> yeah fair play because there's a certain part there's a certain track uh, like part of the what they use is the track where at any time of year there's uh, the they don't uh, adhere to the speed limit yes and, like, and the police know that and they're fine with it yeah and uh, i saw a video a little while ago there was someone like blasting down one of those like long uh straights and they overtake the police and the policeman's like hello nice <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. yes one day it is i would re- i would love to go there to be honest yeah and i would give i think is it, is it the mountain course bit yeah where you can just do what you want yeah, yeah. um and yeah, I, w- I would 100%. Have you ever been to the DT? No, I've heard I want like to. I want to go with my dad. Yes, that yeah. would be an excellent idea. Yeah. So you've been well? <laughs> yeah, I've been fine, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've been physically and mentally absolutely A-OK um, for, for years now. <laughs> no. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've I've been well. Have you been well? Uh,
1: yeah. Good. Yeah,
0: yeah, good. Yeah, you know, uh, there's, I mean, personal... Things that I, I'll discuss this evening anyway, but uh, yes. and uh, my listenership already know, so you know, but uh, I've, yeah, all things considered, uh, very well, thank you. Uh, Excellent news, yeah, wonderful, yeah, excited to be on tour, yes. Uh, it was only the first night I, I got I went for a walk and I walked past a children's hospital and I, uh, I had to fight off tears, and I just I don't know why, I just felt really sad. Uh, Those two words shouldn't go together, really, should they? I suppose, no. yeah, but it's like it was late at night. Uh, I'd only had one pint, but it was just, it was enough for my body to be like, that's sad. Yeah. 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 Cool. Let's move on from, uh, to a less morbid. Uh, not We're morbid, trying our best, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we've gone from the end we are trying. We can back to it. To, yeah. but, uh, oh, my plan, by the way, uh, yes. it's, got a, it's got a name and it's called uh, To the Trees. And the plan is uh, Live Like an Ewok yes very nice yeah you know because yeah. my my idea being uh, so my weapon of choice as well mm. is and uh, this would be short range I don't know if you'd be allowed both a short range and a long range I've not worked that much out yeah uh, but if it was just the one thing it would be uh, a fireman's axe ooh nice because uh, they're robust you've got yeah. both sides for sort of popping into skulls or for knocking down trees and if you're living in the trees very handy tool to have this is excellent you know thinking. you can skin bark and all sorts yeah 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 uh, and you, you just got to keep it sharp, and they're they're very very very, very robust uh, w- instruments. Yes. So well, you've earned a, a place in my um, yeah in my in my post-war uh, enclave of survivalists. If you want to. Yeah, you sound so like much. you're bringing a lot of a lot of the right mindset. Seems like I'd the... be in good hands. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the thing, it, you're in the because I've I've talked to people about this. You can create a community within the trees. You can invite people up. Also, kick them out. Very true. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. if you've got rope, rope ladders, you lift them up. You know, they're not getting back up. But like if someone turns, push them over, all good. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. The zombie apocalypse is probably the funnest one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. It's the most favourable, isn't it? Apparently, uh, so my ex used to tell me that uh, according to There's No Such Thing as a Fish, the podcast, mm. uh, they said on there that if there ever was a zombie apocalypse uh all you'd have to do is avoid it for 2 days and it would end. Uh well it depends on the type of zombie i suppose isn't it? I'm um, like w- ones that would be able to exist. Yeah. In, yeah. in but the, how long the do real they live? world because of uh because of uh bacteria and yeah. and um like degradation of cells and that sort of thing they literally wouldn't be able to exist beyond 2 days. Oh well that's excellent news. Yeah. Good. So unless they took everyone fast. Yeah. But that's less fun, isn't it? You know, we want sort of World War Z type zombies. Are terrifying, they're terrifying. Uh, yeah, fast. well, I, I'll caveat that. Yeah, that I, I, want a, I want a George A. Romero original stumbler. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I want a real... The classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, a nice, a nice escalator or or just a closed door. Yeah. That's enough. Uh, but, yeah, if you've got some sort of uh, modern day sprinter. Yeah. Oof. Because that's the thing like uh, 28 days later well, I, th- I think we might be talking about this for the whole thing by the way. <laughs> 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 How many of our 45 <laughs> we we we're minutes are we left? We've got minutes left. 28 days later like the that was always you know like people have been say like none of that's possible. Technically they were never dead the the 28 days but later. They were just rage Both. infected. They, they were just rage infected. Yeah. And, not the, zombie. and I'm reasonably certain it's still not possible but Seems more possible. Why not? Yeah. I mean, there's areas of your brain that if you. Oh, this is dark. Well, there Sorry, was that but... story uh, about. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you off there. No, no. Uh, cool. There's that story uh, of the guy in LA who was on Spice, wasn't it? And then, like, yeah. he, he was eating that guy's face. Bath salts. And everyone. That's yeah. right, it was bath salts. And everyone, everyone thing, said, uh, like, oh, God, it's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And the police yeah, were yeah. like, no, no, that was just a man with superhuman strength because he was on bath salts. Yeah. So. It's possible for that part of our brains to be hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can is, switch it uh, on. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. And that's why terrifying. I've got a lot of tinned foods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Smart. I'm not fully mental, by the way. <laughs> but but I have I have some symptoms. You do have <laughs> bars on your windows. The, um, that if I didn't rent, sigh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Uh yeah, well you yeah, you can go too far with this sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think if I lived in America, there would be a real genuine risk that I would be one of those uh, bunker full of I guns people. think it's too people. easy to get into. It depends where you live in America. I yeah, think. yeah. Because there's some parts of America that it actually seems reasonably sensible to have a bunker full of guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because your next door neighbour's got one. For sure. So you should probably have your own. Yeah. I don't know. That's dangerous logic, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing because there's uh, and again we're going somewhere sort of slightly sad on this, but like the whenever someone's like killed uh, on a on a video on on Instagram or whatever, there's always just hordes of Americans saying never would have happened if he had a gun. That's yeah. such a stupid logic. <laughs> like, yeah. or if you take everyone's guns away, also wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, or if he was stood three feet to the left. Wouldn't have happened then. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, yes. I mean, I it's I'm not I'm not going to pretend to have the answer to the American gun problem, um, and some people will be cross. I've even called it a problem, <laughs> but a lot of you do get shot. So yeah, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. I think the yeah, the if you old look at argument- the statistics of gun crime around the world. Mm. It's generally the the countries that are full of guns where that happens. Yes, I would say so. I would say so. It uh, there is some causation to that correlation yeah i'd say yeah but yeah should we change the subject yeah why not why not what what do you want to go for uh are you working on a show at all uh yes yes i am i've um just well yeah it's very early stages in all honesty so even to call it a show at this point fairly arrogant on my behalf Uh, well you know they all start somewhere that's the thing exactly Yeah. yeah uh do you have a title uh, it's got a working title of Greg Winfield is not a very nice man <laughs> um, which has well, a... well then I'll save this podcast until that's ready to be released <laughs> so, uh, yeah yes yeah we'll see we'll see maybe this Edinburgh it will get a run out and we'll see what happens there Yeah, but I'm trying to find a way um, the general idea is that it's a different show every night and it is it's built for the audience that's there based on their uh, existing sort of knowledge and interests in a uh-huh. series of subjects. So there's material still, there's some sort of structure, but it allows me to go off in different directions um, yeah. and essentially do kind of a, a bit of, yeah, a bit, bit of... How much stuff. material do you think you would need to fill an hour's show with different shows each mm. night? Uh, that's a very, very good question and I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll find out in the making of it. Um, but I think it, it's always going to be different that's the thing depending on, on the audience you get and what they want to talk about or what their experiences have been sure. and, and how how into kind of the interaction element of it that yeah. they're, they're going to be what's the, what's the general concept though like what uh, obviously uh, Greg Winfield's not a very nice man he Yeah, paints a picture of what it's going to be about so yeah I suppose that just becomes a slight catchphrase of mine because uh, I do a lot of talking to people uh, and at some point in during the evening, I usually just say, "Oh yeah, I'm not a very nice man by the way <laughs> uh, having already earned that moniker um but yeah uh and, and i'm not i'm not genuinely i'm not i'm not not a very nice man really i promise um but yeah, so I suppose the general concept is um something to, as yet to be properly defined um but yeah i mean the the idea of the show is that uh in terms of the subjects and things um yeah, it's gonna it's gonna bounce all over the place from sort of history and psychology and that kind of stuff um, to I suppose uh, the 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 idea of relatable comedy and really testing how relatable it is beyond do people just laugh or do people actually relate to it in a way that they want to share something okay. and stuff like that. That sounds interesting. Uh, we will see. Yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah it sounds like I'm trying to do something uh, possibly a bit uh high it's not really it's just an excuse um for me to use other people <laughs> to yeah. to help write my show for me uh in the moment but we will we'll see we will see I'm looking forward to giving sounds it a wonderful. go but yeah and I would say uh you, you seem like a l- lovely man so thank you yeah. but then I've got two crossbows. So yeah, you would say yeah, that, I've only you? we've only just met. It's hard <laughs> to say at this point. Yeah, uh, at this point, all you know about me is that I'm armed. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, a I good mean, choice, I, mate. I would assume, uh, judging by your uh, your your current person, mm-hmm. you don't have your crossbow on you. You would assume that, wouldn't you say? Si? I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I promise. No, I, I don't. I don't have anywhere. Else on me. I promise. God almighty, this is not the way to meet new people, is yeah, it? Great, is it? You know. It's a, it's a technique. I think comedians uh, should only podcast to each other. They should no longer talk. They should just yeah. podcast. But yeah. also, then those podcasts shouldn't be released to the general Ideally, public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we don't have tea with us, and this is uh, in some regards a tea based podcast. Yes. Uh, do you drink tea? I do. I have. Um, I'm not a massively. I'm not a massively frequent tea drinker anymore. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, growing are we up, talking like uh, one a week or one a day? Maybe even less than one a week now. Really? Yeah, I rarely go for a tea as an option. Um, but yeah, I think because I'm off milk, and I went through black tea for a while, um, and now I'm off milk and sugar. So I'm I, in the apocalypse. I'm dead in a week. <laughs> but so yeah, like a tea now is a fairly brutal experience. You yeah, know what I mean, um, so but would, I still just kind of enjoy would you consider like a herbal tea, for instance? I've tried that. Yes. Um, there's always an element of soap to them to me I don't okay know. i always get that i think maybe too much time walking past the body shop on barnstable high street when i was young um but that i don't know why almost all herbal teas taste vaguely of soap to me yeah, yeah. maybe i'm just not rinsing my cups out but it could but are you using like actual soap to rinse your <laughs> cups because that could be the issue yes yeah yeah, yeah. You're putting the soap in, there, just leave it in, aren't you? That's the yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I think we'd, we'd <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. Fair play. Uh, yeah. There's um, because like sort of through this podcast, I've been sent quite a lot of tea from various companies mm. uh, over the over the years. Nice and uh, like many of the, like had I brought my box with me, I could have given you some uh, some some interesting herbal teas, but uh, I can't. So I'm um, sorry. Yes, I know people that love tea. My sister, for example, is a Avid tea drinker, well and then tea connoisseur. Her and I would probably have a lot to talk about. I, I should probably call her, and yeah. she can take over if you want. Yeah, yeah. she's she's got like cabinets specifically for tea, really. And such, yeah. She she is mental. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. coming from you, that seems like a very damning, uh in a good way. In sure. a good way, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah in a an interesting way. way. Yeah. yeah, in a, in a less kind of. uh yeah planning to kill y- y- yeah, yeah 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 only you know she's British just likes wildlife that's all i'm planning to kill yeah. but yeah but yeah no she likes tea and quantum physics those are her two main hobbies sounds like an and incredible, incredible hobby yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's uh yeah it would take the rest of the podcast to explain my sister but she's a legend nice How, how's it going safe uh anyway my uh J- jasmine Poe. Is uh, mm. I uh, I got sent like one of those, and then um, uh, I had uh, my friend and comedian John Oakes on the podcast, and he banged on about how good it was, and we tried it, and he was right; it was wonderful. That's Jasmine Pearl. Bus. Yeah, it's, I it's will a good keep my eye out for it. Who makes that? Uh, it's pretty is widely it, is it available. Like, oh, yes. it's like a, a tight. That, tea that level, was so. Pigs that, uh, that T-Pigs had sent me yeah. that. Yeah, I'll keep my eye out for it. But nice. um, but yeah, different companies make them. It seems to be somewhat elusive. It's not in many places, but it's it's delightful. Hmm. Hmm. How would you describe it? I can't remember. It Fair was a enough. while ago. Soapy. Yeah, mostly <laughs> like soap. Yeah, but if you know that going in, yeah, some soaps are lovely. <laughs> like, that's, what's your favourite soap to eat? I think, yeah, that's probably what got me into this. <laughs> this this problem is that, yeah, I'm pretty sure as a child I probably did eat some soap because it looked nice. If you're going to treat yourself to a tea, mm. uh, you know, there's a, a rare a rare little treat. Oh, you're off sugar, aren't you? I was going to say you're a biscuit dunker, but yeah, 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 you're off sugar. So no, um, fair enough. Yeah, no, I mean, I would do. I would I would treat myself to tea. I'm I wanted to mature into it, you know. What I mean, there is something very refined and, and kind of interesting about yeah. a tea drinking person. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I've not matured enough, I don't think. A lapsang Su shong, I remember having one of those when I was not ready for it, and it blew my mind. Sigh. Yeah, uh, in a good way. Uh, I think so. I think it, it, it opened me up to a whole new realms of possibility, but also uh, it was uh, it was yeah, I wasn't yeah. I, I didn't have the palate for it at the time, and I think maybe that put me off an exotic tea for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those they can they can really shock you and put you off trying out other things. Mm. Like I had a, the the first um, thing that I had that wasn't a normal breakfast tea was uh, green tea, and I remember thinking, "This isn't too bad." Uh, I never thought it was brilliant. But I just thought it was sort of good enough that maybe it's worth trying other things. Yes, and that's what essentially led to this podcast. Nice. So, you know, nice, nice fortuitous way of. Uh, for the for reference, I, I meant to say this off the bat. We are upstairs at uh, at the the White Bear in Bristol at, uh, in the club, the room above. Oh. Uh, we're 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 gig in later and uh harry allmark you may have heard uh someone coming in the room there that, that was that was he uh who who runs this wonderful venue uh where i was on monday when i did the indeed uh, the tour show best thing ever wonderful uh nice. good stuff how are you doing harry you all right yeah, good, man. Good. Uh, cool that probably won't pick up on the microphone <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing good uh Cool. I mean, well, you know, we'll talk in a minute, but uh, uh, that will be more conversational and uh, and less podcasty. Um, however, we'll, we'll wrap up. I've got a few questions uh, mm. to ask you, um, which are like they're not tea based. These ones, all good. Uh, I'll do my uh, best. Listen, w- while you were still on sugar, what was your go-to biscuit? Did you have one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what was my go-to? If I if I was having a cup of tea with a nice biscuit, um, I would I would put a bourbon cream. I do I was, it's a classic. I was I was I was yeah, I had a bit of a penchant for that. Yeah. Uh, I like the various segments of it and the different textures, definitely. Um, there is a there is something especially nice about a rich tea in a cup of tea. Yeah. I think the 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 extremity of the crispiness and the extremity of the sogginess. Uh and just how, how far on both ends of those spectrums a rich tea can it's live both, at once. Both directions. Ooh, yeah. I tell I mean, you, if you dip we half, could learn a lot. Dip I half think. a rich tea, then you've got half a wet biscuit. It doesn't spread into the other half. It's just the That's bit that it. you put in the... Yeah. It's impressive, really. There's not a lot of travel, is there? It's not spongy, yeah, but it is absorbent. Like it. Yeah. Wonderful. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful answer to that question. Um, what's the best lie you've ever been told? I don't know, do I? Because if it was the best lie, I would assume it was true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. sorry. I see, <laughs> I see how you've dick. taken that. Uh, well, I, what is the best lie I've ever been told? Uh, and I'll give you an example to give you a bit yes. of thinking time. Is The problem is, sometimes I'll say that, and the example so interesting that nobody listens. Uh, but Lloyd Langford, uh, he was on the podcast, and his, uh, his example was that uh, he went to school with someone who told him and everyone else that... Uh, that he was the first person in the country to ever watch The Jungle Book because his uh, his um, grandparents brought it over on a tape. Nice. Yeah, which That's is insane incredible. because it's obviously released many years before he'd come <laughs> to watch it, but regardless. Good effort, though. Yeah. I, I do enjoy a pointless childhood lie. Yeah. Um, I, I had what I did one once. Um, I don't know why. Just to appear interesting, I said I was born in Wales. <laughs> okay, i wasn't i was born in north devon district hospital yeah. uh, I, I to this day i remember lying about that when I was about seven years old and just saying i was born in wales thinking people would think that was in some way special i think i wanted to be special say, si. yeah. <laughs> but yeah but I, I yeah so i denied denied my heritage i feel deep shame for it now
1: yeah well, um, well
0: are you putting putting it right now yes yeah, right yeah apologies there's a, there'll be dozens of people out there just thinking that was true um, I, I kind of got... There was one lie, lie, I suppose, I got told, which is sort of the exact opposite of most people's lie in this scenario, which I will explain. Um, but yeah, I met a guy... I used to work on cruise ships um, and I was an officer on a cruise ship and there were the other officers that were in like the officer's bar because it's like the 18th century and everything's very sure. upstairs, downstairs. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of ex-military guys there um, and and they're the kind of terrifying, um, and and they know it, and they enjoy that, and fair play to them. Um, and there was there's a guy called Dangerous. And he was an ex marine, and he was given the name Dangerous by the other marines and the military police. So that's how dangerous, that's that's who he is. Uh, I won't tell you too much about dangerous. Uh, but there, there was another guy there. In case he finds you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, <laughs> he will take your crossbow from your hands. I'll tell you some stuff when the podcast ends. <laughs> but yeah, it'll take more on the crossbow to stop dangerous. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah there's there was another guy there need to know so much about dangerous <laughs> yeah no i've got some stories about dangerous but yeah he's a, a fine man called martin and genuinely a, a, an awesome bloke uh, but yeah some people live lives that give them you know anecdotes that seem a little off key to oh yeah norm norm i'm gonna say normal people yeah <laughs> but yeah um but yes as opposed to superior people like the wonderful people of our armed forces I think that somehow got me out of that. Um, but anyway, there was another guy there. how good and that you think that. For like the first year, I had, um, yeah, for the, first, for, for the first year or so working there, I worked there about four years in total. Um, there was another guy that was there loads because um, you do, like different contracts. Anyway, um, he was there. He's very, a very senior officer. And, he, you know, he had some quirks about him and stuff like that. But people used to do, he always used to talk about doing, about before he worked there, he worked in Asda for 10 years. And everyone would sort of just go along with this, yeah. like him working in Asda. And and he was like a three and a half strike. Um, I think he, well, he went on to become a chief engineer. So like he, one of the most senior people on the ship, very yeah. responsible, obviously very highly uh, respected, et cetera, et cetera. But he always used to talk about how he was working in Asda. Before. He kept talking about working with Asda. And all the other people, especially the other ex-military guys, would just pick up on it whenever he started talking about and talk about Asda with him. Uh, and it turned out like about a year in once I'd managed to earn their trust uh, by drinking various things uh, <laughs> and stuff uh, it turned out that the whole time they were talking about his time in the SAS and so he just referred to doing 10 years in the SAS his 10 years in Asda and in <laughs> retrospect some of his behaviours were explained far better about being in the SAS than they were at to Sure. Yeah, most people would lie about being in the SAS, I would say, and it would turn out they obviously weren't. Uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You come across that a lot. They go um, the other way around. This, yeah, but, yeah. He's talking about that, taking out a village full of snipers in the In, in the frozen in food aisle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> but he, he was an interesting chap. <laughs> but yeah. Fascinating. I saw his passport once as a part of my job, and I genuinely think he nearly killed me for it. <laughs> Jeez. I saw it flash across his eyes. Like, what kind of officer were you on the. I was a bad one. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you mean by officer? Cause they my, have, my brain um, goes to police. Yeah, yeah. So you have stripes. Uh, like, I had two and a half stripes, so I was. I was a senior second officer is what that means. But I was I, I was a training officer. So I had no nautical or engineering ability. I was on a, a proper one, but I had the hat and stripes and right. to do all intents and purposes, you know. I didn't know people these would call me People sir. existed on cruise ships. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like merchant navy kind of rules, if you okay. know what I mean. So it's like, it has a military structure. Um, and in the proper roles, some ex-military people often and things like that. But... But, yeah, so you get officers and crew members and you get different numbers of stripes on your shoulder uh, to reflect your rank. And then, uh, yeah, people nod at you and call you sir. And passengers, well, the main thing basically is it's cosplay for the passengers. So you walk around, you know, looking like a... officer in your in your whites or your dinner jacket or whatever and then you have to go and have dinner with them and make them feel special that was part of my job was to go to have dinner with passengers and wear a tuxedo you sound like a like a like an escort like a mate it escort, was a was very gigoloe experience yeah. and i met i met a few on there like people would, really that was a real job by the way if, if you want it if if you're a, a, a refined gentleman and you buy a ticket a single ticket and you go on a cruise ship, you can very often strike up a two-week-long relationship with a, a lady of advanced years, and at the end of it, you'll be wearing a Rolex watch from one of the shops on board. Bloody hell. That happens. That that does happen, Si. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, many Rolexes have you got? More than I've got wrists. Cool. Right. Sometimes, right, I write questions down, and I don't know why I've written them down or what they mean. Nice. Uh, this one, I've got a bit of an idea, and this is a this is a brand new question. Have you ever seen a badger or a bat? Yes, both. Yes, through night vision scopes. Uh, no, I've uh, a badger once came at me on a cycle path. Um, we uh, yeah, uh, it was it was a draw, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was walking home one night, and just at, at sort of dusk, as as a badger's want, he's waking up. I imagine that's his time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're big they're big the, old things badgers so don't buggers, mess around yeah. yeah and yeah they'll come at you I um, saw a video once of a car that like a badger walked out in front of this car and sort of the car went to stop uh, didn't quite hit the badger the badger's sort of gone over the uh, airbag's gone off what you yeah. uh, like bumper fell off and then a badger just turned back over and walked off nice <laughs> absolute yeah. unit they are they are they're big chunky things and they've got massive claws and uh, they, they'll come out yeah yeah and fair play to them but what i've found is and what i find particularly odd is uh through social media i've seen a lot of people recently just talking about how they've never ever seen a badger or a bat which seems insane to me because i see badgers regularly yeah, yeah, yeah. like live ones not just on the side of the road no, no. yeah fair fair, yeah, yeah. There's Absolutely. one that goes into my parents' garden every night. Yes, yeah. Lovely there's sort badger. of there's a, there, I suppose for every five foxes, there's probably a badger about, even in a relatively built up area. Yeah, I've made that up, so off the top of my head. It um, seems, but it you seems, can see them. It seems about right. You can find them. Yeah. You know, if you look hard enough, go for a, go over go a couple of dog walks at the right time. Yeah, bats. You seen a bat recently? I, a, I uh, not Not particularly recently. Uh, well not yeah, last year I saw one. There was one that used to fly outside my uh window. Yeah. Uh, uh, which was delightful at dusk, but then uh I, I didn't see it for a while. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Did you invite it in at any point? I well, would have loved to, it's risky. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I love went bats. um walking with, with my with my partner and we went outside. Yes, yeah. Uh, as a, yeah, if Let's, you want to see a badger or a bat, get outside. Yeah, it be my first. That advice. might be what everyone's doing. and yeah. staying inside. That's yes. why I haven't seen them. <laughs> we we went on a we went to stay in a cabin in the woods. Obviously, we did. That's the kind of thing I would obviously do at this point. we were all sure about that. Yeah, adorned uh, with swords. <laughs> we went to went to find this. Uh, it was a Neolithic fertility structure was what they said it was, which is just like a man-made cave thing that right. someone had made out of some stone many thousands of years ago, which is very cool. So we hopped a bunch of electric fences and found this cave and went in there. And uh, we were like, this is amazing. And I have to be honest, I, I thought, you know, we're in a fertility cave, maybe something between us. Um, but <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. all we found in there were an outrageous amount of the largest spiders I've ever seen. Uh, accompanied by various unexplained egg cases that's more frightening than the spider it's just egg cases and then just one sort of sleepy but very cool looking bat um so yeah we uh we 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 had a look around and then we left pretty quick um but bats are cool man nice the end (laughs) sorry (laughs) i like it right where can people find you on social media Um, Greg underscore Winfield on Instagram if you would like to see some of my clips and that, that's probably the best place to find me Uh, I'm also on TikTok I need to catch up with that a little bit um, and put some more up-to-date stuff on there um so yeah those two i would say i would recommend yeah if you if you stumble across me on youtube there's a few old bits and things on there as well uh but i must i must i've must i got to get on it so i've got to get on this on this it's new tough, stuff isn't it it's all it's, it's old a modern. lot it's a lot yeah a, you know, when the grid comes down and the emps go off <laughs> none no of, this to any of this is relevant yeah but yeah. yeah but yeah no yeah please do come and find me on there come and say hello wonderful and have you got any anything to plug any gigs or a um i would say I would, I would plug the city of bristol as a whole yeah um if you like live comedy i think bristol is the best city in the country um at the moment for yeah. for, for sort of yeah it's for, pretty good for, for comedy it's banging obviously i don't count london um because fucking the um, thing is there's a lot of good gigs in london there are good gigs in london but i, I would say considerably more shit gigs oh 100% yeah, yeah. on a on a on, on a sort of pro rata good to shit basis I've misused that term but yeah Bristol's yeah. banging uh, the room above is awesome uh, definitely come here there's gigs here every night of the week pretty much um, which is where we are now and it's by all inter- it's, well it's 100% the best independent comedy club in Bristol and by my own logic therefore the friggin world there we go <laughs> wonderful the promoters stood four feet from me yeah yeah <laughs> And he has actually got your crossbow. So he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on which note, we do we need to wrap up because we've indeed. got to open the doors for the gig. The lights have gone Thanks down. Thanks so much for coming on, man. It's been an absolute, absolute delight to so, meet yes. you and talk to you. A for real this pleasure, sir. Minutes. And I apologise for using so much of it to try and get people to uh, <laughs> to live a little I think longer. It's my fault as well. That's the worst thing. <laughs> no, Thanks, no. Man. Uh, thank you. A pleasure. Nice to meet you. And uh, I look forward to our gig. Yeah. Indeed. So that was Greg Winfield. Go check him out on Instagram, Greg underscore Winfield, as he said, and TikTok under possibly the same name. I'm not sure. I should have done the work. I haven't. But very funny man. Worth following. Lovely guy as well. Uh, Had a a lovely time meeting him. As You know, as we said during the show, it's the first time I met him. Got on really well, so uh, yeah, lovely. Uh, that is very nice indeed. I will. Uh, I'll just. I reiterate. Come and see my show. Buy uh, some tickets now. Sidez so forward slash tour. Manchester this week. Edinburgh this week. London shortly after that. Glasgow, which I forgot to mention at the start. Cornwall, Norwich, Cambridge, Southend. Before some of those, I forgot to list that. That's uh, that's uh, you know important. Listen, if I if 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 enough people buy tickets to go to the uh, to the London show and I'm hoping they do, because it's uh, it's Camden Comedy Club. It's a wonderful venue. If enough people buy tickets for that, I'll go to record that show to release as a special. I'll be back very soon with your next guest for episode 61, as we know the, the biggest of the numbers. I love you all. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Goodbye.